you know, I think I'm being stalked. That's what an unni at the center confided to me two months ago, right in the middle of preparations for our anniversary event. Apparently, some man had called up the center saying he was such and such and had come from the same region as my work unni, and they were extremely close friends, and he was running for the National Assembly, and he would like to know the unni's phone number. Of course, our receptionist had immediately picked up on the fact that calling oneself extremely close friends with someone was extremely suspicious in itself. But when the mention of his political ambitions was followed by a presentation of his clearly fraudulent campaign promises, she cut him off, saying the Unni was not at her desk right now. And furthermore, she was hardly in a position to hand out personal information, such as phone numbers to strangers. Still, as a common courtesy, she had asked if he had any messages. This led to his, I'll call again later follow-up calls, which made all other work almost impossible for the receptionist. Well, not that the center had all that much work to be made impossible normally. And this was the reception desk at that. But it was a very busy time. Everyone was frantic with the anniversary event and how annoying that these calls that could have been made during any of the vast expanses of emptiness in our calendars, were instead being foisted on us during this inopportune epic. If you were to ask what the Center for Immortality Research does, we do exactly what it says on the label. Research immortality. In 1912, not long after Korea was forcibly annexed by Japan, the center opened with a hopelessly silly slogan of, Our country may fall, but we shall live forever. And it was now the 98th year of its founding, which occasioned a huge blowout party. I still have no idea why we settled on 98 for such an occasion instead of 90 or 95 or 100. But none of my older sunbays at the center know either nor do the center's board members, no doubt. I mean, whatever. I'm at the bottom of the hierarchy in this establishment, and it's my job to do the work they give me. And if the work involves an anniversary party in a random year, that's what I've got to do. I may be at the bottom of the hierarchy, but my title happens to be Kwajang, middle manager which of course is also part of a long chain of fluffed up titles going right to the top. The board members are at the highest echelons, with a slew of pujangs and chajangs and other titles going down. And I'm the lowest ranking, with not a single sawan below me, to say nothing of a teli. Why, despite our designation as a research lab, we have such corporate titles instead of primary investigator, or some such, is also beyond me. I mean, that's all well and good, especially when I get my monthly salary. But the problem is that because there are no sawans, all the tiny little chores that a sawan would do simply fall to me. And among the silly little chores I was given was to somehow get movie star B to come to our anniversary event. Who was movie star B? He was in fact quite handsome and a good actor, 
and had won some award and his name was well known. What did he have to do with our center and its 98th anniversary? Well, nothing, except for the fact that a long time ago, before he became a big star, he had been in a fantasy movie that had to do with immortality. A movie that bombed so spectacularly that people these days hardly remembered its title. And the actors in it probably wanted to erase it from their CVs. But in any case, it was a movie about immortality, and the event would be filled with doctors and professors and fancy academics, which is why they thought having a movie star in the mix would make the atmosphere less rigid and the center would look more glamorous, as it were. Hence, we decided to bring in Mr. B.